Hello, everybody, and welcome to True Crime Banter, the podcast aimed at bringing you your dose of murder relaxation. So, just sit back and enjoy. everyone and welcome to another episode of the true crime banter podcast hello hi and how's everyone doing out there just so fantastically great and fantastically great <laughs> something like that yeah i think people say that yeah i'm pretty sure that's yeah a phrase that's used often mm-hmm. anyways uh hi everyone welcome back to another episode and this is a case that you covered yeah well how should I say? I research. Research. I'm kind sorry. of threw together a in a little like potato salad kind of mixture, and mm. we're just gonna yeah go to town. Salad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I hope you guys yeah, enjoy it. Enjoy um, we're just gonna go ahead and get into the yeah the story. I suppose this yeah. is the case of the Jameson family. Eufaula, Oklahoma, was home to the Jamesons, a trio consisting of 44-year-old Bobby, his wife, 40-year-old Sherilyn, and their daughter, 6-year-old Madison. By all appearances, the three were a typical suburban family. They were seen spending lots of time with their daughter, but mostly kept to themselves, never causing any issues in the neighborhood. But like anyone else, there's almost always more going on behind closed doors. Back in 2003, Bobby had gotten into a pretty bad car accident, leaving him disabled and heavily reliant on prescription pain meds. He was able to walk and function, but was in pretty bad pain most of the time. As for Sherilyn, she had been diagnosed as bipolar and was prescribed medication, but with no consistent pill schedule, she was prone to severe bouts of depression and erratic mood swings. I'm not sure what Sherilyn's exact reason for being on disability was, but both of them had been receiving benefits for years, of course Bobby's being from his accident. It's October 2009, and the Jamesons were packing up their truck for a little trip. They had had their eyes on some land about a half hour away, so they were getting ready to head out. If they liked it, this 40-acre plot would be their new home. They planned on hauling a big metal storage container they owned out there and living on it, So they loaded themselves in, even bringing their treasured little dog, Maisie, with them. Now this case is shrouded in mystery. So what happens after they leave their house isn't exactly clear, even to this day. What we do know is a man who lived up in the woods had actually seen the family that day, even telling police they were the only people he saw. And yes, he was thoroughly vetted by police. Besides this mountain man, no other witnesses have ever come forward. Fast forward about a week. A family member of the Jamesons calls police to report them missing. Nobody has seen or heard from them in days, and since the child was involved, nobody was taking any chances, and they got authorities involved. The sheriff in charge at the time, Israel Beecham, wasted no time and immediately got teams together. 
They took down descriptions and details, and quickly, a bolo was issued. Shortly after, police near the Red Oak area responded, letting Ufala police know they had seen a matching vehicle in their area for the past week or so. They headed out to see if the truck could lend any clues, but nobody was prepared for the odd scene that awaited them. When local police approached the white truck, they weren't sure what to expect. From a distance, they couldn't see anybody inside, and once up close, discovered all the doors were locked. Peering inside, a huge sigh of relief came when nobody was in the vehicle. While this was good news, it was simultaneously not good news. A family of three is still nowhere to be seen. For all of you animal lovers out there, don't worry. Maisie was found alive, but very dehydrated and malnourished. They may not have located any family members, but they did not walk away empty-handed. After getting the vehicle open, they found both wallets belonging to Bobby and Sherilyn, both their phones, jackets for all three family members, their GPS unit, empty prescription pill bottles, an 11-page angry letter from Sherilyn to Bobby, and strangest of all, under the driver's seat in a Ziploc bag was $32,000 in cash. So, obviously, none of this is a great to see left behind, but it's also very confusing. Police were dumbfounded, and once their close family was informed, so were they. Yes, all these findings were odd as hell, but the mission was to find the family, so they collected it all, but the bigger task at hand was still to locate them. Bobby and Sherilyn were known to be pretty decent when it came to the outdoors, so people were holding on to hope that they were bunkered down somewhere waiting to be rescued. Police were racking their brains with everything left in the car and locked. Is it possible they were just headed for a small hike and got lost maybe? Or did something lure them away? Their family was adamant they wouldn't have left their precious dog behind. The search groups were growing by the day. They had people out on foot, ATVs, drones, people on horseback, even helicopters, and dozens of search dogs working tirelessly. The search continued for as long as daylight allowed, but this went on for weeks and then months with no luck. Resources started to dwindle, and the brutal winter eventually took over. With the woods revealing nothing, the investigation started focusing more on the Jamesons' home and relationships for any clues, and boy oh boy, it didn't disappoint. Speaking with family members, they find out that, for a while now, the Jamesons' marriage hadn't been doing great. The combination of Bobby's inability to work and Sherilyn's mental state was a recipe for an unhealthy home life. They had pulled Madison out of school a while ago, so the poor girl was subjected to fights and inconsistent moods on a day-to-day basis. Their family members all say they were good parents and both lived for Madison, but the atmosphere she was in just wasn't the best for her. This avenue of thinking was only backed up by Sherilyn herself in that 11-page letter found in the truck, where investigators found sentences such as, I would not wish my daughter to be raised in foster care while you 
Her father is in jail for murder and her mother dead. The letter spoke about wanting a divorce and talking poorly of Bobby's character, all of which could have been a potential motive. But motive for what? At this point, police were collecting all the information they could, hoping it would point them in any direction. They didn't know if the family was alive or not, so any information they got was being handled as, could they have used this to start over or get away? Or could this have been a motive for murder or possibly murder-suicide? Nobody knew which way to look. Something else investigators find out is that the Jamesons had a bit of a spirit problem. Both Bobby and Sherilyn believed their house was haunted. Even a friend said she believed something bad was in there. She said every time she visited, it felt heavy and tense, and the feeling only stopped after she left. It was one thing to believe something was in your home, but it wasn't long until they found suggestions that they were involved in otherworldly practices themselves. Police found a witch bible in the Jameson home, but a family friend said Sherilyn had bought it as a joke. That same friend added that Sherilyn would do seances sometimes, but never took them seriously. So the severity of her interest in witchcraft or the supernatural doesn't seem to be very clear. Now, if you remember at the beginning, I mentioned a large storage container they plan on living out of. Well, that same container was covered in odd spray-painted messages, including phrases like, quote, three black cats killed to date by people in this area, end quote. And, quote, witches don't like their black cats killed, end quote. Seems normal to me. Sherilyn wasn't the only one who dabbled, though. Investigators found out that Bobby had confided in his pastor that he had been reading a satanic Bible, even asking his pastor where he could buy, quote, special bullets that oh. kill spirits. Okay, then. Investigators weren't really sure where to go with this information, but they logged it away. Now, if you've heard of this case or ever looked it up, you already know the strangest part of this whole thing is the video footage. Pulling footage from the day they left their trip, it all looked normal at first. You see Sherilyn and Bobby outside in their driveway, packing for a trip, but when slowed down and observed, it gets a little wonky. For what seems like forever, Sherilyn and Bobby are seen making many trips from inside the house and back out to the truck. Sometimes they're holding something, sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're taking something out of the truck, bringing it back inside, and then bringing it back out to the truck. Small things, big things, all the while making their trips separately, never once seen speaking to each other. Sometimes they would stop, stare off into the distance, before almost zombie-like walking back into the house. They were even seen coming out of the house in entirely different outfits on multiple occasions. A psychologist was brought in to examine the tapes, and while this is just an opinion, he said it looked very similar to the behavior by those who are on drugs. Close family members deny the couple were ever on drugs, but Bobby's own mom did say that she had seen her son out of it when he was on pain meds before. Nobody can really explain this behavior. While months turn to years and tips lead to dead ends, 
Police find themselves four years later, in 2013, and getting a devastating call. Two hunters in the area the Jameson's truck was found had stumbled across skeletal remains. This is the call nobody wanted, but many expected. The bones had been covered in leaves, and if they had been there this entire time, had somehow been missed by all the search teams throughout the years. Once the forensic examiner was on scene, they quickly determined the remains to be that of two adults and a child. The three skeletons had nothing left to them except the actual bones, and some were even missing. So the identity remained a mystery for eight whole months while the labs worked on an identity with what they had left. But finally, it was confirmed the Jamesons had been found. While this answered the where portion of the investigation, the biggest question of why and how remained and still do. That's right. This case is still unsolved after all these years. If they were murdered, their killer has either done an amazing job or seemingly just gotten extremely lucky so far. The theories that have floated in after all this time have ranged from the typical to the very not typical, however. For starters, one you may all be thinking already, murder or suicide maybe? Sherilyn was known to own a gun. Had her or Bobby waited for the perfect moment while out in the secluded woods to end everyone's lives? It does explain why nothing was brought with them. Perhaps a fight broke out, or their marital issues just became too much, and one of them didn't see another option. This might be a possibility if a gun was found at the scene, but it never was. It was also never found at the house. So where has it been all this time? I guess it's possible someone may have come along and taken the gun, but none of the remains had any bullet holes. Is it possible one of the missing bones could contain a hole? That means each body was conveniently missing bones that had bullet holes. I'm not quite sure the odds of that one. Something else that people have pointed out which may seem small is the fact that they were found almost three miles from their truck. It's not very logical to think that someone who plans on murdering their family and then killing themselves is going to walk three miles with a six-year-old, not to mention Bobby's bad back didn't let him travel that far. Not comfortably, at least. The next theory is one that Sherilyn's own mother, Connie, actually brought up, which might be the strangest one of them all, but I had to touch on it, at least briefly. Connie claims that her daughter, son-in-law, and granddaughter were on an Oklahoma Colts hit list. Quote, that part of Oklahoma is known for that. Colts and stuff like that. From what I've been told and from what I've read. I was told, around the time of Sherilyn's disappearance, that she was on a Colts hit list. Connie didn't provide the name of the alleged cult, nor have police found any links to one. This theory was only shortly visited, but nothing ever came of it. This next theory is closer to home. Someone who surprisingly had a motive was Bobby's own father. In the past, he had actually threatened to kill Bobby, Sherilyn, and Madison in 2008, and even as recent as the same year they disappeared, 2009. 
Bobby had finally had enough and taken out a protective order, telling the judge that his father had hit him with a car. In court, the judge had listed reasonings for the protective order listed in the court document from Bobby saying, quote, he is a very dangerous man. He thinks he is above the law. He is involved with prostitutes, gangs, and meth, end quote. The next quote, I am afraid for my life at all times. I am afraid for my family at all times, and we are scared for our lives, end quote. The drama between Bobby and his father actually started further back than just the protective order. Bobby's father owned a gas station, and Bobby sometimes would work for him for free, but claims that he was going to be paid half of the sales made, except his dad never actually paid him, and Bobby was rightfully so upset about this. But when Sheriff Beecham looked into this, he actually found a pretty lengthy history on the Jameson side as well. It turns out that they had been known to pull scams on people before to get money. So whether this was actually Bobby trying to get money out of his father or his father not paying, we may never know. Because Bobby's dad passed away only a few months after they went missing in December of 09. With this particular theory though, if he wasn't in contact with his father, I'm not sure how his dad would have known they were going up in the mountains that day. So did he follow them up there, happen to see them driving and tail them up there, and wait for the perfect time to harm them? This is just a weird one. But with their messy history, it does give a motive. And finally, for our last theory, a very plausible one. Exposure. Could this all really have been as innocent as just getting lost and passing away from the elements? Is that why all their belongings were left behind? Perhaps they intended on going up a little trail or to see something close by and just got turned around. But then why not bring your dog? Is that a sign you intended to be right back or a sign you were forced away from your vehicle and your precious dog? It was fall though, and it's weird that they didn't bring their jackets, although they could have headed out in warm clothing, once again, intending on being gone just briefly. Not too long after the murders, Sheriff Beecham retired, leaving behind many questions that he knows he shares with others. He says he wishes he could have been the one to solve it, but has hoped that all of the clues and leads they have will eventually lead somewhere, even if it wasn't under his watch. His own daughter was the same age as Madison when she went missing, and he has always had a close connection with this case. Until someone comes forward, we're all just waiting. So that's the case of the Jameson family. Would love to know your thoughts. Uh, I probably what a lot of people are thinking is what, what the happened? fuck? Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some I mean, variation of what the fuck? Yeah, and who the fuck and why the fuck? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't love. This sounds so bad, but I don't. the The stories that stick with me the most, or keep me up, or keep my brain working the most, are not these type. But because of such the weird circumstances, this one has been. I've heard it for years now. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. The one with the dog and the cash in the bag and yeah, see, still don't know what happened. That's like, it, it, it is, it, it reminds me of a couple other cases because 
you're like there it seems like it could be it could be very straightforward like which usually the exposure what's, what's that saying the simplest answer usually is, is the answer or something the answer or something like know. that but something then smart. things are there that make you think well that doesn't make sense though like we talked about in that last theory where it's what's with all the money and also leaving the dog behind now the money maybe i could understand if they because the idea is that they were going out there to look at property is that right? right? But they were like living paycheck to paycheck. So people are like, where the fuck did they get this money from? Every avenue. And I think it's even if you look this up online, I should have been, you know, involved this quote. But the sheriff that was involved is real Beecham. We mentioned him a few times. He even said a lot of people, a lot of policemen, investigators would love to have this many leads to follow. Like, they would love to be in my position right now where they have all these different trails to follow. Yeah. But none of them lead anywhere. Yeah. And my biggest takeaway anytime like you, you see this case getting covered is that you just, there is no cause of death. Right. Like that's the one missing link to yeah. like whatever lead is the correct lead. Right. It's just like, how did they die? Yeah. You know, and, and if, also, if you knew how, then yeah. you could how follow their out bodies that. missed over the years yep. when they're, less than three miles away from their car. Yeah, I mean... And also, another thing I think of, at least, is I've never been in this position before where if you think about the most likely route being exposure, right? Yeah. You get turned around. It's fall in Oklahoma. You're out in the mountains. You're probably freezing. Who knows? Maybe you were on your way home and you decided to stop off and like, oh, let's go take a picture up here or something. Yeah. Or yeah. whatever, right? You get out and you're like, let's just go look at this thing or I don't fucking know. Seems weird to lock your car when you're out there alone, but thirty-two thousand dollars in cash, though. Yeah, exactly. Last thing you want is some random right like, out in the woods or whatever. Yeah. Who if there's knows? people hiking, they're not going to be at the car anytime right. soon. Who knows? Um, to go out there, and then I just find it so weird that if you're out there and you're worried about being cold or whatever it is, that someone didn't like try to go for help. I find it so weird that the family was all found together. Right. Their skeletons were all found together, which I think if it was my kid, if I was whatever, right? Especially like if someone had back problems or whatever, one of them had back problems, right? The dad. Yeah. And the other one's going to go off and like f try to find help maybe. Yeah. No. How are you exactly. all found in the same spot? Yeah. You just give up. Kind I would of, like, like a... I would try to go hike out and find help and like die by myself. I don't fucking know. Yeah. It... I don't know though. Once again, <laughs> it is. It's tough because, yeah, it to me, I don't know. Like, if we go through everything, all of the things, like, it takes so long. The money adds up in the fact that they want to buy property. I'm not saying that right. where the money came from, that's right. the big question. Right. Um, and that's where you it could lead to be like, well, yeah. that means there might be more power. If it people wasn't for the whole property thing, right? They you would, would be make like, what the fuck sense. is this right. money? Yeah. But then leaving the dog in the car. Exactly. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. If you're going to bring your daughter, you might and as well also, bring um, the dog too. And also, too, if the whole, the, the dog thing doesn't quite make sense murder-suicide-wise, because why yeah. would you bring your dog if you're going to kill yourself? Which, can and we also, just... And also, why would you care about your truck if you're going to kill your family and your, why would you lock it up? Yeah. I don't know. Can don't we know. just shout out the dog, though, for surviving? Shout like, out. Shout out, shout out to the dog. Maisie. How long was it? 80 days or something like that? No, eight. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why? Okay. Eighty. Eight days, but still, eight days. 
the, you know, you can leave a dog in a car for three hours and it could die. And someone like, will break your windows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah around here You'll for get sure. The cops called. But <laughs> eight days, no food. Like you can't well, even. There had to have I'm been sure something in there, right? Yeah, I'm sure yeah. found stuff to eat. But yeah. yeah shout out to Maisie. Shout, shout out to Maisie. I, hope eating, I know you're listening. the so. seat cushions. So, yeah. yeah. So if you guys know anything or if you have seen anything, if you guys are like these deep web people that are on websites. Yeah, uh, there's. Chances are if you've been listening to any of the cases we've done, which have been done before, then you're people that have looked up different websites, different stuff. You know, we can't be the only people that are fall victims. Oh, I'm I'm sure there's a ton of people out there that have way better theories than anything that's like... uh, being reported on at oh, all. I don't right know now. about way better, but maybe creative. More informative. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not because there's only but so many routes you can go with this. Yeah. yeah creative. Um, there could be stuff gosh. we're not even thinking about, or there could be details we don't even know that's, of. That's what's always interesting. And you kind of um, mentioned it. If you're in that area, like there's not a lot of you know. Maybe it's a thing to always keep cash on hand in Oklahoma. Like thirty-two thousand dollars. Listen, <laughs> I'm not saying a ton of cash. I hate when I but, forget my thirty-two but, grand in my truck. Uh, who knows though? You know, I, I th- if I if you pumps. guys are from that area, you know, let us know. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, reach out on like Instagram or something. But like, yeah, is there anything that you guys can think of that it's like this is actually it makes sense? Like, oh, my grandparents do this all the time. Not yeah. like you know, go out in the woods or something, but. Just something that's like, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense a little bit. Yeah. Now, granted, we probably would have heard of it already. Well, whatever. Through the investigation. Yeah. I still want to hear and interact. Yeah. 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 So there it is. The there Jameson is. family mystery, really. Yeah, um, a mystery. Just, there's really no idea. It's titled as murders anywhere you go, but who really knows? It's, I don't know. You, yeah, you just don't know. It's, I know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully, though, some, some sort of... um science or uh analyzation tools will like provide any insight as to like what could have happened to them yeah but let me bring this back you guys to a very positive area i am yeah that's where we were so excited to be doing this again it's a lot and we've been sick nine million times since we've started this like two years one and a half years ago whatever it is like every time i feel normal just Satan just creeps right back up and is like, what's up, bitch? And I'm back to having pneumonia or the yeah. fucking inf- Spanish flu or whatever it is, right? Spanish pneumonia. The black lung. I don't even know. Like everything you can think of. Bird flu. But we're back. <laughs> but flu. we're back. <laughs> All the flus. Yeah. I don't know. And then I get it. Anything. A yeah. Week and then later. Riley gets it. And then, yeah. So it's been so long. We've had so many people. And by that, I mean like 10, but that's a lot that's, for us to reach out and ask more how people we're doing. We people are amazing. So. <laughs> it's true. We don't have no friends in real life. So it's so nice. Um, yeah. And it just feels so good to be back, I guess. I I'm not promising another episode will be like out like in even right after this. Yeah. We're, we're, but we have to inch back into this, you guys. Yes. And we've Slow actually and discussed, um, because we're going to be coming up on season two finale here soon. Uh, we haven't nailed down exactly which episode will be. I have an idea. Ooh, will be the finale. But yeah, mm-hmm. we've been throwing out, working our way towards it. And uh, 
I agree. I'm also very happy to be back. Yeah. And hopefully you guys can so right, enjoy guys. what we're bringing to If you. everyone could just get together and make it so that we could just do this as like a job, Forever. I will put stuff out every 20 minutes. <laughs> okay. Well, how about we, uh, <laughs> we uh, get on Patreon. that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Jumping a little bit of yeah, us if now. You, but if anyone wants to leave me thirty-two thousand dollars in cash, yeah, for real, <laughs> yes. Actually, though, no. If there is, um, obviously we we're getting back on the train here. We're, we're getting things people. back and going, and um, you know what, Patreon's uh, an idea that we can, I guess, yeah, we'll consider in the future. It. If but you yeah. guys are like, uh, yeah, we would definitely. I've like, had people say they what would is it, like before. three or five bucks. I've had a people month, like, like seriously, yeah. I've had people like five episodes in be like i'll pay for stuff i'm like oh wow okay thank yeah, okay. you all right so we are definitely getting um very <laughs> we'll far away from the, the jameson family mystery yeah, but yeah. i do want, want to say or i do want to um uh no you know what no i'm gonna i'm gonna save it for off the record Ooh, okay that is means just not being recorded yeah thank anyway. you i think we know that all okay. right well uh i don't really have much else to say on the record do you okay nope Nope. <laughs> All right, then. Well, this has been another episode of the True Crime Bander Podcast. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Adios. Adios.